is ghetto I wanna leave, can you beam me up? I'm out on the street by the corner store You know the one on 15th Got a bright shirt on so I'm easy to see Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Bobo's Void New theme song uh, this is the theme song for today because it's so fitting. It's so fitting to reality and also to what we're going to talk about today. The other day on my story, I was talking about the fact that healthy love is actually kind of boring. Um, I was talking about the fact that I am fundamentally a really boring person and it's something that I've been really insecure about. I'd say if I were to characterize my teen years, my biggest insecurity was the fact that I was boring. Maybe my biggest insecurity was acne, actually. But I'd say a, a close contender was my just just my inherent boringness. You know what I mean? Um, and it also got me thinking about the fact that like... I think I've only just now come to terms and have become comfortable with how boring I am as a person. And I I think the word boring has really negative connotations. So I'm actually going to replace it with ordinary. Like I'm a very ordinary human being. Um, Actually borderline boring, like if we're keeping it real. And I was just thinking about the fact that like my healthiest relationships slash the relationship I'm in now, which is at a really healthy space, is also quite boring, you know? And by boring, really, I just mean it's very ordinary. It's a very flat line. It's not characterized by deep passion and deep intensity, which is really what we're taught and socialized to believe love is. Like, it is intense, and it's passionate, and it's it's like a tsunami, you know? When in reality, I actually don't think that's healthy. And I want to discuss, I want to discuss that. I think oftentimes we talk a lot about what an unhealthy relationship is in these social media streets um, among ourselves. We talk a lot about, like, what is an unhealthy relationship, but rarely do we talk about what a healthy relationship looks like so bringing bell hooks back into the into the room bell hooks has entered the room a healthy relationship is essentially characterized by respect by care um compassion kindness um patience you know commitment empathy trust all those things you know all those ingredients should be present, not just a few of them, but actually all of them should be present for us to really like determine whether or not a relationship is healthy. And on the flip side, I think an unhealthy relationship is really characterized by contempt, um, dismissiveness, uh, entitled, oh, entitlement is a big one, dishonesty, distrust, um, invalidation, um, and probably there's probably more to that, but that's all I can think of right now off the top of my head. And I think the way that we 
How you know whether you're in a healthy versus an unhealthy relationship is by determining whether or not you're growing. I think in an in an unhealthy relationship, you actually start to regress because you're so riddled with confusion and self-doubt and self-loathing and, and, and that you actually start to doubt your own reality. Uh, and then you start not trusting yourself, you know, like you actually just like your quality of life regresses when your relationships and and this isn't just like romantic, but like, was it Esther Perel who said the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your relationships? She made some points, like points were made because when you're in a shitty relationship and more often than not, the primary relationships in our lives are romantic, although we need to change that immediately. When your romantic relationship is unhealthy, your entire life just starts to suck. Like it just sucks because you start to regress. Whereas when you're in an actual healthy relationship, you know that because you're growing, like you feel centered. There's a general sense of serenity. You know what I mean? Like your life actually is improving on some level, you know? Um... So here's the thing. So here's this was this was essentially the thesis of my Instagram story the other day. I'm doing an elongated episode on this because it sparked a lot of conversation, particularly in my DMs. And the conversation was interesting. It was juicy. So this is basically my thesis, bitch. I think oftentimes and Bell Hooks also said something to this effect in All About Love. Oftentimes, we are conditioned to conflate passion with love, especially in the early stages of romance. In the early stages of romantic relationships, you feel passion or you feel butterflies. And we are conditioned because of Hollywood to believe that that is what love is. Hollywood has bamboozled us, it has scammed us, it has conned us into believing that healthy and fulfilling love should be this big, grand event of just like perpetual bliss. When in reality, like even the beginning stages of love are quite ordinary. They're quite, and I don't want to say bland because they're not bland. By ordinary, I mean that they're not intense. Like it's not marked by, it's not marked by this level of intensity. Um, I also think that, and this is another problem that feeds into this idea that love is this big grand thing. I, I remember reading an article about this, I think a few months ago, that described romantic love as this exclusive club that everyone is waiting to get in. Like all of us, because we're taught from birth that the pinnacle of your life will be your romantic relationship. And so we're taught that like, we're made to feel that romantic love is this big exclusive club, you know? It's the 40-40 club that we're all waiting to get in. And once you get in, you know, you've been waiting your entire life. You've been working towards getting into this club. You've been looking inside from the outside, you know? It's just been really hyped up. And then you get in and you're like, oh, I get... Like, this is this is nice, I guess. But actually, it, it it's not like this huge grand pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. It's actually just 
it's it's just it's so it's ordinary like it's it's fine actually um and we see that also with the way that weddings are portrayed in society like the wedding is i would say the wedding is society's symbol of the grandeur of love especially in america weddings weddings for for most women and this is really sad actually for most women weddings are literally the most important day of their lives because it's the one day of their life when they can feel special they can have all the attention that they've always wanted um and it's the one day of your life when like for most women you're just you feel like a human being you feel seen because most women's lives are so shitty on a day-to-day basis that the one day when people can actually see you um that's like this huge big thing and essentially this is why we're all fucked because like love isn't supposed to be grand and ostentatious healthy love is actually very humble you know maybe i should replace the word boring or ordinary with just humble because i think we're made to believe that love is grand and ostentatious when in reality love is quite simple and humble and that's not a bad that's actually really beautiful because the idea that the only things that are beautiful in this life in this reality are things that are extraordinary or things that are excellent or things that are rare or one of a kind is it just leads to a lot of depression and is flawed because the things that are the most beautiful are actually really simple and really like just everyday banal things like banality is beautiful and love is banal um so i used to be one of those people that thought that love should be characterized by grand gestures but also by extremities so we're taught to believe that like when it's good it's really really good like it is blissful and when it's bad like love should be dramatic you know the way love is portrayed in movies where like the fights are so big and they're shouting and there's banging doors and there's running away and and like that's supposed to be passion and then when it's really good it's like the man is running after you on this train in his portrayal of love that like fam why are we doing so much i think that like when you spend your childhood watching movies you'll really think that love is an extreme act extremities are not healthy and i think <laughs> we live in a society that romanticizes extremities in every facet of our life so we romanticize extreme wealth we romanticize extreme beauty whatever that is when really like all of that shit is not healthy to be extremely wealthy is to be a hoarder like that's not healthy you need to go to therapy fam you don't need to be on the cover of forbes magazine um when we see people starving themselves in order to fit a certain dress size or we see people going under extreme life-threatening surgeries just to be pretty like we romanticize that like wow look at that commitment no like why are you starving yourself why are you killing yourself just to fit into an arbitrary standard extremities are so romanticized and glamorized in society that we're also taught that extreme relationships 
are what healthy relationships are. And I just, I rebuke that. I rebuke it. The problem is now, because we've been taught to conflate extremity with passion and passion with love, we get into relationships, uh, particularly, and now I'm talking about romantic relationships, and we expect our ordinary, common, common relationships to live up to the grandeur of Hollywood. And then, of course, we're disappointed. And this is when we start to question whether we're with the right person, whether, you know, like this is what love is supposed to be. Why doesn't it feel cinematic? Because it's not, bitch. Like, life isn't cinema. Like, life isn't cinematic. In the same way that sex is not porn, romantic love is not cinematic. So, um, example. So, I... (laughs) I remember going on my first date in my relationship now... Thank you for listening to the first half of this conversation. If you're interested in listening to the rest of this conversation, you will find it on Patreon. So please support my Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash Bobo's Void or you can just click on the link in the description box below. If you enjoyed this conversation, I'll be having so many more of these types of conversation with different friends, with different strangers, with all types of interesting people and sometimes just conversing with myself. If you are interested in philosophy, politics, race, all the things, I'll be hosting all the conversations on my Patreon. So patreon.com slash Bobo's Void or just click on the description box below and support me. Thank you.